when he told me that I didn't have to have chemo, I think I cried halfway home because I was so relieved. When I was told I was going to have chemo and radiation, it's going to strike you funny, but the first thing I said was, am I going to lose my hair? And my doctor said, uh, yes. The most difficult thing was having to hear that you're going to lose your hair and all of those side effects that a lot of people don't want to hear or deal with in terms of chemo and radiation. The road from cancer diagnosis to survivorship is a journey that offers many twists and turns. Some of these turns may be trying and difficult, and others may offer unexpected comfort. We at the American Cancer Society hope that this podcast series will let women who are dealing with breast cancer know that they're not alone. Each of the five episodes in this podcast series touches on a number of different topics that may concern women who've been diagnosed with the disease. These topics include diagnosis, treatment options, surgery and recovery, chemotherapy and radiation, and survivorship and support. More importantly, you'll hear breast cancer survivors share their own thoughts, feelings, and ideas from their own breast cancer experiences. Their voices are woven throughout this episode, each providing you with a unique perspective of someone who has already experienced what you may currently be going through. This episode is about chemotherapy and radiation. We'll discuss the different benefits of these treatments before and after surgery. Dr. Margaret Kemeny, a nationally renowned surgical oncologist from Queens Cancer Center of Queens Hospital, is here with us to make sense of some of the clinical information. Dr. Kemeny, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Starting things off, Dr. Kemeny, tell us a little bit about what exactly is chemotherapy. Chemotherapy consists of a combination of drugs that destroy cancer cells that may have spread to other parts of your body. Research over the last 30 years has proven that anyone with a breast cancer that is larger than half an inch can benefit from chemotherapy. The type of chemotherapy used and the length of the treatment will be decided by you and your medical oncologist. Since chemotherapy treats the entire body, the decision to have it is not determined by the type of surgery you've chosen. Anyone with a tumor over one half an inch would get chemotherapy. Chemotherapy treats the entire body. The decision to use it is not determined by the type of surgery you chose. Now let's hear some stories from breast cancer survivors about their experiences undergoing chemotherapy. First, Lorraine recalls the conversation with her doctor about undergoing chemo. She explained to me the drugs that would be put into my body. I mean, I had gone on the internet, of course, and read myself that they were all toxic, and of course it's a frightening thing. But I did feel that I was basically a strong person, and I I just felt that I think that my body could withstand it. I didn't have any really other illnesses. I was never sick up to that point, ever. In the back of my head, somehow, I just knew my body would withstand that. When I was going in for my chemo treatment, emotionally, it was a little devastating because it's really not most uh, desirable place that you'd want to spend your time. But once I got in there, it really is a reality check because you think about all the times you're out there shopping and all the things you're doing. There are people in these rooms getting taken care of for their life, and I became one of them. So it's... Basically, it was emotional, but then after a while, like, I, I had four months of treatments. So my husband would come, we'd bring a deck of cards. My girlfriend would cl- come, we actually played gin, gin rummy. <laughs> we were watching TV, 
and you try to make it as as pleasant as possible. The nurses were wonderful. So actually, it wasn't as bad as I had anticipated regarding going in there. On the day that I had to have a chemo treatment, I would get up, get dressed, just like any other day as if I was going to work. My husband and I would get into the car. We would go into the city. I would check in. I would sit there for three or four hours, as long as it was, and basically that was it. It was really uneventful, other than, I mean, I'd put on the TV, they'd put the needle in the arm, they'd change the bags, and I just sat there trying to make the best of it. We chatted, we discussed things. Like I said, sometimes, you know, friends would come, my brother would visit. It was... I tried to make it, you know, as nice as possible. Dr. Kemeny, talk for a minute about the different types of chemotherapy and what those procedures actually entail. Chemotherapy given before surgery is called neoadjuvant therapy. The major benefit of chemotherapy before surgery is that it can shrink large tumors. Chemotherapy given after surgery is called adjuvant therapy. It is given in cycles with each period of treatment followed by a recovery period. Usually, it lasts between three and six months. Sometimes, chemotherapy is given as a pill or a liquid. If this is the case, it can often be taken at home as long as you follow your doctor's directions. Other times, it is given as a shot at your doctor's office, a hospital, a clinic, or at home. But most often, chemotherapy is administered directly into your veins through a needle by a tiny plastic tube. This is called IV or intravenous injection. Terry recalls the first day of her chemotherapy experience. The first day of the chemo treatment was absolutely positively petrifying. Even though you want to stay calm and and do all that, you walk in and everyone is wonderful, positive. And then you sit there and, you know, they prep you and the nurse has got her gown on so nothing spills. And they go through the litany of all the side effects of the treatment, i.e., well, you're injecting this stuff into my body, but if it touches my skin on the outside, there could be nerve damage and all of this other things. And you're sitting there going, what am I doing to myself? And what is this stuff doing to me on the inside? You've got fear. You've got not knowing. You have the wish that it's what should be done and hoping that in the long run it's the correct choice of treatment. Whereas at the same time, you're scared to death going, okay, is this really working? Is there going to be the other side effects as in the nausea, the is it really going to work? Is it what it should be? And, you know, you try to balance all that out going, I'm doing the right thing. I am going to make it through. And in hopefully six to eight months from now, we'll be laughing about this entire episode and put it past. And as quickly as to this day, almost nine years later, you know, I, I've put it behind me and moved forward. You can still remember that day in the hospital, you know, going through it on, I can tell you, every, all of the four treatments that I've had as if they were yesterday. I would schedule them Thursday afternoons. I would schedule it for one o'clock in the afternoon. That was after all my classes. So I'd go in in the morning. I'd head to the hospital. Oh, I'd have my lunch as I'm getting ready to go in. They'd order it for me ahead of time, get seated, 
make sure that it was an afternoon where with the TVs right there because they try to make you as comfortable as possible and make sure I had my perfect TV setting on and uh, sit through usually start about one I'd be home for dinner so that uh, we'd be there wouldn't eat much that afternoon uh, and then I would recuperate Friday Saturday, Sunday, depending on what happened. So I'd either go back to school Monday, if not Tuesday of the next week. So I always had that weekend to recover and see how I felt. Psychologically wise, I would look forward to that because it would distract me from what was really going on. So then you go in, you know, you have your treatment, you have it all scheduled, you have your check up seven to ten days later you go back in to make sure everything is going through i was lucky i only had to have four cycles of chemo when you get to that fourth one you're so excited that it's over that your body goes on the flip side in terms of speaking out i think i was more sick on the last one knowing that it was the last one than I was the other three put together, but you make it through. Some questions you may want to ask your healthcare professional about chemotherapy are, how long will I be getting chemo? How will we know if it's working? What are the usual side effects of the chemo? What can we do to decrease the severity of the side effects? How long will the side effects last? Are any of them permanent? How will chemotherapy affect my prognosis for cure or long-term survival? Will I still be able to go to school or work during treatment? However you get through your cancer experience, your strongest allies may be other women, like the ones whose stories you've just heard. Hearing a variety of viewpoints from women who've recovered from breast cancer hopefully will help you realize that what you're feeling is normal and can help you develop your own coping skills. The American Cancer Society is here for you too. We can answer questions about your diagnosis. We have a variety of support programs to assist you, including Reach to Recovery, our program that can connect you with a local survivor. To learn more about programs available in your area, call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-800-ACS-2345. That's 1-800-ACS-2345 or visit www.cancer.org. Stay tuned for part two of episode four, which explores the side effects of chemotherapy. We know that hearing the words, you have breast cancer, can be a frightening and isolating experience. We hope these episodes will be a guiding hand leading you to answers during this critical time. And rest assured, we're here for you, and you're never alone. Thanks for listening, and take good care.